shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Everybody. Let's see if we get this phone situation taken care of. It says I need to rotate my phone. Maybe I'm backwards. I don't know. Return your... F- you can't turn your phone while you're recording. Okay, so... That's kind of weird. Never seen it do that before. Hold on a second, everybody. We're back. Check it out. Okay. I'm back. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. I don't know, it's kind of crazy. We're going to go with, it's not going to work, but we're going to make it work. We're going to make this thing work. All right. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's well. I hope everybody's enjoying the start of their new work week. Of course, it's usually what you don't want to hear, but (laughs) we're back. I'm live. I'm alive. And it's been kind of a cool week. Okay. So I get to see the ceiling of my studio. Not not the most ideal situation. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. There we go. Maybe that's better. Maybe that'll work. Okay. Well, I have to live with it. Deal with it. But, um, yeah, hi, everybody. How's it going? Just wanted to um, welcome everybody to the show once more again. I want to wave to everybody. Waving, saying hello, waving hello and hi, how's it going? Good to see you. And um, today we have a very interesting show. But before we do anything, you know, our shows, we uh, take these earbuds out real quick, adjust them. They're kind of not sitting there well. Okay, there we go. Very good. So we're going to light our sage real quick here. That way we can bring in the positive energies, clear out all that stuff we don't need. Yeah. Burn it nice and neat. There we go. We have spirit to just clear our our aura a little bit, clear our energy, get us in alignment so we feel a little bit better, a little bit clearer. Feels good. Hmm. And like we do uh, with most of our shows, almost every show, we light a candle because it is Monday to uh, remember those who have passed on those who are in our lives, who were part of our journey, part of the people who walked with us in our journey, and those who were here for a short time, and those who were here for a long time. We just remember them and thank them for what they taught us and what we learned, and vice versa, what we taught them and what they learned. Um, Life is one of those precious things that are given to us by spirit, and 
You know, we don't know when our day is, when it will come. We have ideas of maybe that we're going to live long lives and that we're going to do pretty well doing this or that. But we're not guaranteed that. We're not guaranteed that at all. And spirit has a plan for us always, which is good. I'm glad somebody has a plan for me. <laughs> Sometimes I don't have my own plans. But this is candle. I'm like this candle today to remember my mom. Yesterday I got to participate in in an event, a memorial event for people who were going through grieving process where they have lost family members and um, part of the co-backer house on Ohio Health. So I got to actually share my medicine. I got to speak for about 10 minutes or so, and I also got to drum a little bit. I got to perform um, a Thanksgiving song, thanking and appreciating those people in our lives, those folks who are no longer with us, those folks who have moved on. Um, the cool thing is that most of these people didn't realize that I had also had a loss too, so it was a it was a good thing. And whatever I was going to talk about, kind of just went out the window. <laughs> you know, I had I had a whole idea of what I was I had written down and everything that I was going to talk about. But when I got up there, I was like, it just all disappeared. My mind went blank almost because. I was thinking about my mom and I was looking at all these people and how they were going through their, their emotional, you know, suffering and how some of it was really fresh for some of them. It was like seven years ago, but that loss for some people never really goes, truly goes away. And so they were going through the grieving process. Um, I don't know how long the grieving process is supposed to last or anything like that. I don't have preview to that because everybody's different. But I do know this, that you, you you take the time that you need in this process. Some For some of us, it's very short-lived. And for some of us, it's, it's a very long process. It could be a lifetime. But I do know this, that I have these moments, these moments of, you know, where you're, you're fine, and these moments where you're just not feeling, you know, well as well. Yesterday, I had to call my friend Jan and say, hey, I really need some serious grounding because... My, I was everywhere. My my emotions were everywhere. My feelings were everywhere. And I could feel my mom's energy around me. And, you know, it's just been a lot of stuff going on. And she she invited me to come over. She did some energy work on me. She did some body work. So I'm grateful for Jan. Thank you, Jan. I see you're online there. Um, that has helped me. She said she created a little foundation for me, a little, a little base for grounding. I'm usually pretty good at grounding. But just been going a lot, a lot been going on. Just haven't been able to ground myself properly, and that's why we have friends, and that's why there are other friends in this community who are able to help each other, and that's the whole process. And you know, Wednesday will be a good example for that because we'll be doing a meditation, fireside meditation at the my sage place. And so I was really grateful for that. Then I can go back into my life, and I can kind of regather myself a little bit, and just you know get into that frame of mind that I need to be in. And so, Jan, thank you. I appreciate you. You're much appreciated. But, you know, it kind of brings us to this story that we're on now and this journey that we're about to take together uh, about our our spiritual gifts. I know I, I labeled it what's in your spiritual toolbox, what's going on in there, what's happening. This is a good opportunity to talk about that because a lot of us aren't searching and working on finding ourselves in this process we call life, and we're trying to 
move into the spaces and places where we need to be to reside for us to feel better about ourselves, who we are, how we are, how we're going to be. And so, you know, that's something that I use a lot when I'm teaching in the work that I do is what's in your toolbox? You know, so your toolbox is important, but it's also one of the things that you have to clear out sometimes, too. And I'll get into that as well. So when you're going, when you're going, how's it going? I see everybody. I want to say hi to everybody. I want to say Shauna, Jan, everybody who's popping in and that. So if I missed you, I'm sorry. I apologize. So we're talking about the toolbox. This particular toolbox, which is our, where we keep the medicine. We keep the energy. We keep the things that we're going to work in, in our life, in our practice. Maybe the show's more geared to people who are believe they're in the in the spiritual or metaphysical realms of, of things, but this also applies to our lay people as well, people who have um, religious beliefs and stuff. So today I want to talk and say, hey, you know what? Open it up because we're about to clear some things in. We're going to add some new things, or we're going to leave things just right. We're just going to reorganize them and put them in a nice place. So most of us will visualize a, a toolbox. Most people will visualize a toolbox. So what's in that toolbox? There's screwdrivers. There's hammers. And the reason I got on this topic is because when I was sitting with my friend Jan, we, she had mentioned something about um, the tools that some people are just limited to one tool. And that tool, especially when you're in the metaphysical and spiritual community, you know, that one tool works pretty good for a while. But after a bit, you have to be able to adjust and add more things to it. It's like using a hammer to unscrew something off the wall. Obviously, the hammer may work, but it's not going to work in the way that it needs to work. Sometimes we have precision tools. We have to use a drill. We have to use a screwdriver. We have to use, you know, sledgehammer. But that's the same way in our spiritual path as well. So what I'm here to share with you today is, especially those of you who do the work, okay, is to be able to know um, where you're – I don't want to call them limitations because I don't think they're limitations. I just think where you have to pass the baton on to somebody else, okay, when it's time to say – Hey, you know what? Thank you very much. I, I've gotten you to this point. Now, here's my friend, Michael or Daniel or whoever, Jan, Shana, Adriana. And that person, you, you take them to the next step. Okay. As healers, I don't think it's our job to, to fix anybody, number one. We're there to facilitate, to be the hollow bone, to be that person who is able to guide them. But then there's a point where we can only go so far with them and we have to take them to a place where the next guide will appear. The next person appears, the next medicine person, the next healer, the next Reiki practitioner, that next person that helps them get into the space of where they help them evolve into that space. Okay. Not something that I do a lot in the work that I do is, is know when to say, you know what? I think I've taken you as far as I can personally take you. And it's not because I can't help you or you don't, you're not letting me help you. It's just time for someone else to be able to see something that I may be missing. Because we do become attracted. We do become connected. We do become um, intertwined with somebody spiritually and physically and emotionally. And then there's a point where, you know, you become friends. I mean, in this work, you do become friends with people that you, you work on. And some you don't. But there is a place where we all come together where we all kind of commingle and we learn. And then that's when we have to say, oh, you know what? We can't go any further except create a friendship. 
And now we're going to move into this other space where you know me as where I'm at, how far I've gone. Not that you're not going to evolve or grow, but the next group, the next person that you've taken them to has another nugget, another gift, another thing they can add to their toolbox. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to teach here, and I'm trying for people to understand that when we prepare ourselves to be in the moments of enlightenment, when we find enlightenment in other people, we're actually finding the enlightenment, the awakenment inside of ourselves, inside of who we are. We, we get to preview a little bit of ourselves through somebody else, as well as through the shadow sides and the aspects of them. We also get to see the shadow sides, and, the, and we get to preview also as well, because that's just how it is. And, when, and that's the best example of a mirror concept that I can tell you is we are no different than the other person that we're looking at. They just have a different story that they tell, a different way they are able to express themselves and how they're going to be, what they're going to be, what they're going to do. Are you following me, getting me understand what I'm trying to say? <clears throat> so we're not Mr. One Fix-It-All or one Mrs. Fix-It-All holistic metaphysical person. Okay. We have special gifts and we have special things that we are able to bring to the world. And uh, Jan and I have had this conversation. Adrian and I have had this conversation. David and I have had this conversation. That we've all, several friends who are in the community, we've had these conversations where, you know, we say, hey, you know what? My job is to be your guide at that certain moment in time. And then when you're ready to move away from me or move into that space, you do. What are your gifts? Many of you can list a whole bunch of stuff that are your gifts. Some of you are empathic, some of you are gentle, some of you are kindness, some of you are just – there was a whole – I posted that earlier today. I'd like to see what you think is in your toolbox, and I want to see what else you would like to add to your toolbox. I would like to know and see what – tell me what you are and what your gifts are because your gifts are as unique as every snowflake that falls from the sky. Even though I do shamanic work, I don't only do shamanic work. It, there's, there's different aspects of my work, different uh, – different dimensions, different realms of what I do, okay? And as we progress through life, as we increase, some of us, some things fall away from us. Some things that we used to do before fall away from us. And some things we bring in new energies. The cool thing about finding your gifts and knowing what your spiritual, and how you're going to fill your spiritual toolbox is knowing that you're connected to spirit and that it never stops, never ends. We live in a society where they tell you well, you're too old for that. Well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Throw that out of your mind. I mean, throw that in the garbage can. I'm sorry. But to tell somebody that they can't move and progress any further than where they're at, holding them back, actually they're holding themselves back and trying to bring as many people along as they can. All right? So my toolbox consists of a lot of things. Sadness, happiness, emotions. The unseen, the unknown, ooh, you know, a deck of cards, you know, who knows, you, you add it, a panda head that's sitting right of me there, <laughs> you know, there's, there's sage stick right here that's drying, you know, you have to be, you have to be flexible and you have to add things that are in your toolbox. Now, there's also time to remove things that are, that are not serving you as well. There are some gifts that, you know, are ready to be discarded and moved on and have them grow and move out of the spaces that we are. So many of us get stuck in one routine. It's easy to get into a routine, especially in this work we do. We do something, we do the same thing over and over. We do the same mantras, blah, 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 you know, 
it doesn't it doesn't always seem to fit all the time. And yes, you're right. I mean, Sharon's talking about, you know, I see and I listen. And that's important because in the first medicine of shamanism is to listen, to have the ear. That's first ceremony is to listen to the other person, listen to what they're telling you. That's one of the biggest things in my, in my toolbox. And then you have to discern and then you have to have judgment and you have to have, you know, how you're going to, you know, navigate through that. Because even when you listen, you have to be able to say and echo back to the person what you're what you heard. And sometimes it could be really painful because it'll bring up things inside of ourselves. And then we have to be able to put ourselves in a frame of mind where we're grounding our body, grounding our energy, grounding ourselves so it doesn't affect us. So as, you know, holistic practitioners, as metaphysical practitioners, you know, we, we're always in constant understanding, constant learning. There's always a new thing coming out. But remember, there's nothing new under the sun. So it's just something that hasn't been spoken or, or said before. And that's what's happening. That's what's going on. That's what's indoctrinating into this new world. You know, I did a couple shows back about, you know, the gifted children. We're all gifted. We're all gifted. We're all gifted. And, you know, we all have an opportunity to use our gifts in the way that they need to be used. You know, you're the only, you're truly the only one who knows if you're not using your gifts, if you're not opening your mouth or you're not presenting yourself in a proper way because everybody else doesn't know. You know, they only know from what they see they, and what they perceive and project upon you. Only you know. You know, I was telling Jan, you know, I was out of sync a little bit. And she was telling me, yeah, I could tell because she's been around me a little bit. But the cool thing was, you still have to move forward because then spirit will engulf you with the right energies that you need. Spirit will just go, Ooh, okay, Iggy, you're having a struggle here. No one's really noticing, but I can see it. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to bring a couple key players. Like at the drum circle, I was having a little bit of a struggle at the drum circle on Saturday. I don't know why. It just sometimes you, you get like that. But I was going through the motions of the routine. Not that I was faking it or you know pretending that it wasn't working. That was Saturday. I'm sorry. You know, it's not that I wasn't. It was just something that um, you just have to do it, and then those layers will fall off that don't don't reside with you. And then she said that she had, you know, was praying that the her and my friends would show up. And you know what? They did show up. That was pretty cool. You know, she's my friend. Other people showed up. Adriana showed up. Other people showed up. And then they all helped me to align and, and to get in the space, in the place that I needed to be. So it was a perfect, perfect, perfect moment. And that's the toolbox. That's the toolbox. When do we pull things out? How do we know? And that's why listening is so powerful. And, you know, someone had mentioned being patient. And patience is also is, is a virtue. It's something that's very powerful, too, because even though we're listening, we have to be present. And when we're not present, how are we going to echo back to somebody what we just heard and what they said? How do we echo back to somebody the story that they just told us? This beautiful story that they're trying to explain to us and share with us because they're trying to move in the right space and the right place of mind to heal themselves. Remember, because I can't heal anybody. The only thing I can do is facilitate and echo back to people what they just told me and echo back their story and then allow spirit to do and guide me through the space and to push and bring into the area you know, the things that need to be done. And then, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's amazing the things that happen. You're like, wow, what just happened? How many of you have been like that where you just, you've worked on somebody 
And you don't even remember what happened. You just know that you went through there and spirit took over. Spirit just guides you. It's like you took their hands and your, your voice and used them in a way that is just amazing. You can't – science can't prove this. And if they could, I don't know how they would say it. Science can't say, hey, you know, that's not true. That can't happen. There's just some things that you just can't – you can't explain. You have to have, you know, some real serious faith. It's like saying, does God exist? It's like saying, does Jesus exist? Does Buddha exist? You have to have faith that these stories that you're reading, these things that happen, you know, truly happen. Just because we find archaeological digs and, you know, bones and stuff, did that really happen? We have to trust that it did. We have to trust that, it, that these things happen. It's, that's what happens in our toolbox, inside of our heart, inside of our spirit. That's who we are. That's what happens when we unlock the tools that are inside of ourselves. And when we add new tools, that's why we go to school. That's why we go to other teachers. That's why we, we, we go to people who we perceived as enlightened. Okay, People who we perceived as going, who know a little bit more than us. But then when we get there, we laugh and we chuckle because I laughed and chuckled. And I go, I already know that. I already know that. But it was a reconfirmation. It was a reminder from spirit to say, hey, you know what? Of course you know that. But you have to trust in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. Spirit's always reminding us and telling us, hey, guess what? Guess what? And you're going, what? <laughs> you know this stuff. You know this stuff. Believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect anybody else to follow and believe what you do? Okay? When you come into the metaphysical realm and the, and the holistic realm of work, it's because you've been called by spirit. You've been called to do this work. This, no one grows up and goes, oh, I want to be a medicine man. It's very rare, very rare child who grows up. Most kids don't grow up going, oh, I want to be a lawyer. Most kids want to be firemen or astronauts, and they want to be the cool stuff that, you know, that, you know we see in, in, in our society. I know I didn't want to be – my, my first goal wasn't to be a medicine man. I just want to be a wealthy, well-off, well-to-do person and not, bother any, and not be bothered by anybody. <laughs> this is when I was a teenager. You know, so I just wanted to be able to do stuff and just just be normal, whatever normal was. I struggled with being – I wanted to be normal. I just wanted to be a normal human being. I just wanted – I didn't want any headaches. I didn't want any problems. I just wanted to live the normal life. You know, I work hard, go home, and get my paycheck. But you know what? Then spirit just knocks you in the head. Spirit goes, you know, I got plans for you, young man, and you're going to – Defy me, and you're you're going to go. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do this. But spirit does that. Spirit will knock you on your ass sometimes. Now, for those of you who were like, "Cool, I knew what I wanted to do," and I and I'm there. Awesome for you. Great for you. I wasn't. I'll be the first person to admit. I will never lie about that. Okay. I did not want to be doing the work that I wanted to do because I didn't understand one thing. Okay, when you're 15, 16, 17 years old, the only thing you were thinking about is what's going on the weekend. And I have to work at my dad's restaurant, you know, and I have to go to the dance party. But you know, there's this voice, there's this, there's this longing, there's this urge, there's this thing in your heart that just expands. Your heart is one of those muscles that never replicates itself. You actually have the same exact heart that you were born with. It just grows. Okay, science has proven this that your heart is very 
the most untouched part of your body compared to your rest of your body where it just replicates in cells. And, you know, you're not even the same person. You know, I'm not even the same person that I was when I was born. You know, I've copied myself and shedded skin and, and, you know, just like a snake, I've released and let go of cells that no longer serve me. I'm another version of myself that I still carry the filing cabinet of my mind in there. And then I add things to it. And then that toolbox of mine in there. So I don't know. Some of us know what we wanted to do and we were, we were pretty much in alignment with spirit. And some of us <clears throat> weren't. I, I won't. I'll be the first one to tell you. But you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> it, I can't say it was a struggle. I can't say it was bad. It was quite an interesting journey. It was quite an interesting journey because I didn't. I had tools in there, but they were like in the in the rack in the packaging. You know, they're like when you go to the store and you buy um, packaged, you know, your tools and stuff. They're in the in the plastic, and you're going. You're like trying to break it open. You're going, ah, can't get that plier out of there. And you're like struggling and you're going, so how do I, how do I get that? How do I open that? Oh, hello. You have to get another tool. <laughs> you have to get another tool to open the tools that you want to get into. So you have to navigate through this other tool that you already have somewhere in your life. And we call them, we call them spiritual scissors, right? And then with that tool, we just, we cut, we open that box, and then, you know, we have our new tools in front of us. There we are. Hey, yay. And then you got these tools in your hand. You're all excited. You're going, oh, man, what do I do with these now? And then sometimes they just lay around. Well, I have four drills. I don't know why I have four drills, but I have four drills in case I need them, right? But I'm prepared. I'm prepared. That's kind of how we are. We open up these new sets of tools that we're learning and that we want to share with the world. We're like, oh, I come around and tell you everything. I want to tell you everything that I know. I want to tell you everything that I just learned. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's kind of like when somebody joins a multi-level marketing company, I guess. They get really excited. They want to share with you. And then all of a sudden, somebody goes, I don't want to see that. Don't tell me about that. What's wrong with you, man? You in a cult? What? What's going on? Those kind of things happen. So you have to also... Work on you. This whole thing's about working on you. This whole toolbox filling in spirit, what's in your spiritual toolbox is, work, is about you. It ain't nothing about anybody else. It may look like it's about other people. It may look like, you know, you're trying to fix things and make things right. And even when you ask for help, you know, really you're fixing yourself because you've asked for help. So by asking for help, you've put yourself in the right alignment and the right energies, you know? So when you tell me that, Oh, I'm a healer. I can heal anybody. I can heal anybody. I'm going to tell you. The only person you need to be healing is yourself. Because when the next word comes out of your mouth, it needs to be the right words so you can help somebody heal themselves. Not, not, not the other way around. The illusion is that we're fixing people. No. When Jan ran energy, Spirit was using her to calibrate me back into the place I need to be and bring me messages I need to hear. She happened to be the vehicle to get me there. And she happens to have a process that she uses and works and learned that spirit you know, taught her. You know, all this stuff comes from spirit. None of this is mine. This is not my stuff. This is things that are endowed to me and allowed for me to use and to share with the world. <clears throat> I'm, I'll be humble and I'll say, you know what? I can't fix anybody. I can't fix anything. 
The only thing I can do is listen, observe, and then relay back to you what I've been told by spirit. You know, those of you who think that you can fix people, fine. That's where you're at. That's where you need to be. I don't need to be there. The only thing I need to do is be present for you and be in the walk with you. And when I call out for help, hopefully you will listen to what I'm saying. Because I am that way. I listen. I try to. I don't always get it right. But, I, you know, if you, if you ever listen, you don't really hear me say that I'm a healer. <clears throat> because I... It's maybe I got the hang of maybe I'm still learning. You know, maybe there's a part of me that doesn't believe that I'm healing. I feel like I'm a participant in the healing. I participate in the process of healing wounded parts and the wounded parts in somebody else. There are no there are no coincidences when people come and present themselves to you, when they when they appear. Even the most oh, annoying person comes in, into your presence. Are they really annoying you or just annoyed because you're annoyed because there's parts of you that are annoyed about yourself and how you see that person? It's catch-22, right? Maybe. But the point is, when we do the work, we're open. Okay, so in shaman, that's the difference between shamanism and a lot of the works. We become hollow. We become a conduit. We become straightforward. And, you know, we go into the depths with you. And when we go into the depths with you and we're looking around going, whoa, this is not my stuff. So I need to be careful not getting stuck in here and not taking on that energy, not taking on that, that stuff that I don't need to be taking on, which is a common theme. It can happen. And that's what happens to a lot of healers and people who want to help people. They're so desperate. They're so desperate to help somebody heal themselves that they forget that they have to heal themselves in the process. Every time you have a client, you are actually working on you, too. Okay. When you are working on aspects and you find something, there's a piece of that story that's yours too. You know? Even though you may feel you're grounded, there's a piece of you that's not grounded as well. But it's not ungrounded in the capacity maybe that person is laying on the table. Like myself, I was laying on the table. Maybe it's not grounded like that. But there is a piece and there's an aspect that you have to work through. And sometimes you're there to be witness. Okay, and the, the the tools of being witness and to be present for somebody is a very powerful tool to be present and to be a witness to somebody else's self-healing and to see someone going going through that process where they're having the aha moments. And it may take them one minute. It may take them five years. It may, you know, it, it's instant. It he, Self-healing is one of those things that it can be instant or it can be prolonged. It all depends on what you have created in the in the stories of your mind. Your mind is where a lot of things are created, and then they manifest outwardly, and they manifest inwardly, and they create stories within our bodies, and they and they deform us, or they empower us, or they make us sick, or they make us healthy. We can, you know, when you don't want to go to work, what's the first thing you do? You, what's the first thing that comes to anybody's mind when they don't want to go to work? Hey, boss, I'm sick. I don't feel good today. I got a little headache, so I won't be coming in. Is that okay? Three times you have to get a doctor's excuse, some places. But we made ourselves sick. Are we sick? In that particular moment, we made an effort to become out of balance because we needed something in ourselves to rest, something for us to feel better, something for us to move into a space that we need to be away from the energies that we're around. 
We learn. We learn. So when you call off sick at work, are you really calling off sick at work because you don't want to work? Yeah. <laughs> Just no, but there's a part of you that really needs to recharge. There's a part of you that needs to recalibrate. There's a part of you that needs to be better, needs to be different. And sometimes if you go to work, you're not going to get that. And I get that. And I understand that. And that's a normal thing. We all do it. I've done it. You know. And if you haven't done it, hey, I'm going to work for you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a funny mood today, so if 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 I offend you, I've I apologize. I'm not trying to offend you. I just want everybody to understand that you know on this journey, when you are around people, they're pretty much having similar situations. You know, they're having situations that you know, mom died, dad died, sick child, someone happened. I'm gonna my house is gonna you know foreclosed. I'm losing this. But then, on the other scale, I had a great weekend. I have a cool car. I have this. I have that. I have good health. Blah, blah. Sit sometimes in the cafeteria, wherever you're at, and you listen to these people's stories. When somebody tells you something, and it doesn't sound like your story, but there's a piece of that story that is you. And there's a piece of story saying, well, you know what? I'm grateful that I don't have to go through that person's story. I'm grateful that I don't have my house being re foreclosed i'm grateful that i have a nice car i'm grateful that i didn't buy that car you see we can make life however we want and we can put in our spiritual toolbox whatever we want and but we have to do it we have to do it we have to do the work we have to be the ones willing to do this no one's going to do it for us people will present themselves and influence certain situations you know and and open doorways for us but once those doors are open and once those Spaces are open. We have to take the step forward or step the steps back, and we have to decide, okay, this is good for me, or this isn't good for me. But for many of us, we don't move into that space because we're afraid, we're fearful, or you know what? Maybe it's not right for us. Maybe that isn't the proper, that isn't the space that we need to be in. And you'll know that too. So it's not all about just receiving. We also have to know what not to receive. In our spiritual toolbox, what's not, what doesn't resonate with us? We, even though we want to be sponges and, and and take everything in, you know, you have to be able to know what's not good for you as well. You know, what's not good for you? What doesn't serve you? So many of us will take on stuff, not because we mean to, it just happens. I'm getting better at going, that doesn't serve me. That's not good for me, and I'm going to move away from that energy because, you know what, I really don't want that. And, you know, when, you, when you're able to do that, that's an awakened moment. That's a moment of awakening. That's a moment that, you know, people strive to be. You know, I remember when Buddha was out searching for the answers, he basically, end of his tell, shortened story, he basically said, well, shoot, the story's inside of me. Everything that I want to know is who I am on this planet, how I'm navigating on this planet. Even though everybody has these cool stories and these cool things they're doing, the true story is the awakenings inside of myself when I find the aspects and how to open that and how to battle my ego, how to battle the emotions and you know the feelings of me. How many of you could actually just walk away from everything that you have? Everything. I mean, just walk away. I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking about like Buddha style. Or Jesus style. Probably more Buddhist style because he he was a wealthy man. He was going to be a king. 
He walked away from everyone, everything. But he told everybody. He told everybody he was going to do it. That's the thing. He set the premise for his his journey. I'm walking away. You don't understand, and that's okay. I don't expect you to understand. But try to be empathetic about the process because I'm on a, self, on a journey of self-discovery. And that's what we're all doing. We're on this amazing journey of self-discovery. You know, you're, you're trying to find who you are in this big galaxy of things, in this big world of stuff, this amazing journey that we're on. You know, when you're said and done, it doesn't matter if you're enlightened, awakened, or a criminal. When it's time for us to go, you'll, what's your story? What, what did you leave behind? What is your legacy? What did you want the world to know? What did you want to tell yourself? What did you want to share in your spirit? What did you want to tell yourself? What did you want to find that you were so desperately looking for out there? And as any good teacher would tell you, there is no out there. Okay, there's no out there because out there is in here. <clears throat> it all is inside of us, inside here, who we are and how we are and, and what we are. And how we project outwardly is how people project onto you and how they, they read you. We read, we're, we're, we're storytellers, so we're, we're reading your story. The human race is about stories. It's about leaving legacies. It's about telling the next generation, this is what this person did. This is what this person did. This is what we did in order for us to survive. This is what we did in order to, you know, raise the vibration. Now, I'm not here to tell, anybody, tell you that one way is better than the other because that's, that's judgment. I'm not here to judge. You have to be the judge of what's good for you, what's good inside yourself, what you're able to do. Jan says love. She's looking for love, right? The love, but she, the love's inside of her. And when she sees the love inside of herself, she'll be able to share that love in a way that you can't even explain. And Starlene's saying, help others. When she finds out, that when she starts to help herself in the process in finding things that she needs to work on and work through, others will come to her aid as much as she's gone to their aid. Helping others is a powerful tool. And legacies of love. Yeah, legacies of love. When you want to leave a legacy, the true legacy you leave is the one that you've shared with the world. Because if you don't share the legacy of love with anyone but yourself, then you've done the work. But if your goal is to share it with the world, then you'll have to do things that are much different than what you're doing now. Much different than what we thought. My... My purpose on life is to be able to be ready for the unexpected and, and navigate through that. You know, may the highest purpose be served, whatever that may be. And the higher purpose doesn't mean it's grandiose and huge and massive. That's the illusion. That's where people think, you know, when, when we use big words like that, may the highest purpose be served. May the highest purpose be served. <laughs> oh. You know, saying hello to somebody is a higher purpose. Giving somebody a hug is a, is a higher purpose. Shaking somebody's hand and acknowledging them is a higher purpose. Kissing somebody is a higher purpose. 
Telling somebody no is a higher purpose. Listening to somebody is a higher purpose. Explaining what's inside your heart is a higher purpose. Speaking whatever you feel is truth is a higher purpose. Highest purpose is left in your own interpretation, whatever that may be. You know, my highest purpose is to just be able to share, you know, what flows through me. Spirit flows through me and, you know, spirit says, higher purpose is something is is, is, is as easy as just opening the door for somebody. That's the higher purpose. That person may need somebody to open that door. You know, when we engage with human beings and when we're in a place of loving and receiving and understanding, we can do some amazing things. And, you know, just the sheer act of kindness to another human being, even when they don't show us that kindness, can change their whole world, change every aspect and every fiber of who they are. But we won't know that because we won't be with them. But they'll know that. I don't know how many of you probably have done something good for somebody else, and not because you were trying to be good, just because it was the right thing to do. And then all of a sudden, you see all these amazing things that unfold from that. You know, you're, they happen to you. They happen to me. How many? I don't open doors and you know wave to people just because I'm trying to get a kick. No, it's just a natural thing that happens. I add that to my toolbox. Because I would rather have nice, positive people around me than a bunch of asses and a bunch of crazies or somebody who's really going through a lot of stuff. They're just people going through stuff. They just don't know how to express themselves. But if you teach them, because you've learned that from somebody else, another teacher, another human being who's taught you to embrace and love by saying, hi, how's it going? They may not say hi, but you know what? The next person, they go, you know, that guy said hi to me, but I didn't say hi to him because I didn't know him. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's a cool story too. I'll get to that in a minute. But you know what? That, then he goes to the next person, and he or she goes, "Well, I'm going to say hi to the next person that says hi." Or five people later, they say hi. You know, even the people who we perceive as not friends and people we don't know and and strangers and stranger danger. You know, and I get that because that's the kind of world we live in. But we're not strangers. We're not, we're not like just, how do I say this without people getting weirded out? Because this is like on Facebook, people say, oh, well, I won't friend that person. I don't know that person. Well, of course you don't know that person because how are you going to know them if you didn't friend them? How do you, how do you get to know somebody if you don't friend them? Well, they're just, Facebook wasn't designed just for the people you know. It's it's for the people you're going to meet. Then you get to decide if they're good enough to keep in your sphere of influence and the people around you because some people make the errors of by doing stuff that are, you know, inappropriate. That's how you cut them off. We have filters, we have boundaries, we create boundaries, but every human being on this planet is from source. Every, every human being suffering or angry or mad or dysfunctional, however you want to perceive that is from spirit. It's from source. Source created that source made that person made your brother, your sister. Until we can understand that and put that in our toolboxes, some of us need to put that in our toolbox because there's a lot of people who are waiting. We're waiting to be accepted, engulfed in the acceptance, but just somebody say hi to them. 
you know, or wave to them. How many of us walk past people with our butts clinched going, you know, <laughs> you know, and they might say something to me or they, they might be a weirdo. Well, you're looking at the weirdo inside yourself because you know what? That person, you know, we can't judge them. We can only judge their behavior. That's all we can do. We can, we, you know, we've already prejudged people when we, when we feel that way. So a homeless person asks you for money. Be honest and say, no, I don't have any money. I'm not giving you any. Then that's – at least that's fair, right? Instead of feeling guilty that you have to give to somebody because somewhere someone told you, sometimes when we give a word of kindness and say, hey, you know what? There is a shelter down the street. That guy goes, oh, yeah, I go there every week, every night. Yeah. We have to empower people. Some people need to be empowered. We need to be empowered in order to share the stories we have. We don't know why a person goes in the places and the spaces that they do in their minds, in their spirit, in their soul. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know why somebody goes homeless. I have a whole bunch of ideas why they would go. But some of us are here to teach other human beings how to be more human, more awakened, more enlightened. Some of us take that contract to say, I'm going to be the poor person. I'm going to be the crippled person. I'm going to be... The homeless person, and then they don't even—they don't even know why. They don't even know why they do it. They just because they're just—and some of them do. You know, Buddha. Some people would say that he was probably crazy, right? And I'm not—I'm not a big Buddha fan. I just—I just like his story. His story is pretty cool to me, you know, because that's something I wanted to do. But you know, Buddha's already did it for me. He's already done that for me. He's done the work. Now I just get to apply things to my life. In a certain way. Now I don't have to go travel up the mountain. You know, battle my demons. Well, I always have to battle. We all have to battle our demons. But we don't have to battle it in a way that dysfunctional. But society has created the dysfunction because we don't know how to... We don't know how to... We don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to communicate what's in our heart. What's truly in our heart. You know, sometimes we supersede our heart in order to do what's best for everybody. Versus what's best for society you know we have to do the right things and whatever given moment in time we have it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy but it's not going to be hard living on this planet you know somebody was oh this is suffering and this yeah okay but there's also beauty in it there's also amazing things in here there's i have friends here who are online who created you know community gardens for other human beings for other people for themselves for their family were they doing it because their ego told them to? No, they did it because they have. there's a love in there about how they want to share the love inside themselves by creating a bounty you know, for others to prosper from, to eat from, to live off. You know, I've got peach trees and apple trees on my dad's you know, apartment complex that we listed on a, on a website where they can pick, people can pick fruits and stuff. And that, because that peach tree, peach tree gives and gives. And for me to hoard that peach tree and, and not share that with the world and watch those peaches fall to the ground and rot, that, you know, it's, it's un pecado. And in my country, we say it's un pecado. Pecado means a sin to hoard that and not share that with the world. But we do that. We do that in the, in this, in the societies that we've created. We hoard stuff, and then we don't share stuff, and then we let stuff rot and go to waste. So either way... How do we how do we navigate? How do we fill our our spiritual toolbox? Now that you know what's in there or what you can add to it, 
compassion, understanding, love, you know, friendship, all that stuff. Understand that you're the key component to that tool. You're the main tool. You're the main tool that all the apparatus is attached to. You're the person who operates the scissors. You're the person who operates the pin. You're the person who does the work. Like my friend Janet, when Spirit told her, did you do the work? And I like how she says it. Did you do the work? Spirit says, did you do the work? I don't know. I don't, know if, I don't think I sound like you, Jan, but did you do the work? <laughs> no, you didn't do the work. Okay, that's why you're upset. That's why you're pissed off. And that's why you're having a hard time because you're not doing the work. You you want to do the work. You have potentiality of moving into the direction of doing the work. But you don't want to do the work because you know what? It means you have to do things that are uncomfortable. It mean may do mean that you have to do things that you may not resonate in this present side of mind. And when I mean resonate, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It's just some of us don't want anybody to make fun of us for what we're doing. Some of us are self-conscious. Some of us don't want to be in a space. Then some of us just go, damn it, I'm just going to do it. I don't give F what anybody says. I'm going to do it. And you know what? I can't tell you if they're happier or not and the other person is happy. Happiness is whatever you want it to be, however you want it to manifest inside of you and work through you. <clears throat> but you're right. Do the work. Do the work. And, you know, the work may not be as hard as you think. It may not be as bad as you anticipated and you thought it was going to be. So you're probably sitting there going, so what does that mean to do the work, Iggy? What, what, what do I have to do? Well, first of all, you have to look at yourself and, you know, self-assess and go, okay, who am I in this process, in this world, and in this journey? What am I doing to raise my vibration, which will help raise the vibration of the people around me? And by raising the vibration about with the people around me, and they their vibration rises, and then those people have more people that they influence, and then the vibration keeps rising, and then we all start to rise, and we all start to go outside of our box. You just read my mind. <laughs> you know, we still go we go outside of our spiritual toolbox. You know, and all of a sudden, we've created this amazing, you know, domino effect. This amazing do, domino effect of you know. Love and creation. That's a spiritual toolbox. You're the spiritual toolbox. You are the box. You are the one. You are the key. Because where you sit and where you create is where things happen. Not when you just come to the drum circle and you come and create. Not when you just hang out with Iggy by the fireside and you know and you create. No, you create in every given moment in time where you are sitting in that moment. Where you are resonating. Where you are feeling. That's where it all happens. That's where it all starts to intertwine and work. Where you sit presently, right now, I'm talking about in your desk, on the bed, wherever you are, on the toilet, I don't know if you're there sitting, right there. You create. You're the one. You're the key. I'm the key. We're all the key. We all have locks to unlock inside of ourselves to help other people manifest outwardly in themselves and create together and work together. When we work together and create this amazing things, there's no stopping us. The amazing things that you create and the things that you call amazing, the things that you say, wow, I wish I could do that. I wish, I'm glad somebody did that. That was just somebody who said, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to create. I'm going to open up that box. Some people call it Pandora's box. Some people call it the box of love, the box of joy. It doesn't matter. 
But when you open that box, and that box is filled with amazing things and more things to fill, because we have to empty our box to the world so we can add more things to the box to share with the world again. It's a process that never ends. You know, we're not here to just fill our box and, and, and put stuff in our box, and that's it, and then walk away and then go and then close the box. No, we're, <laughs> that box has a lid for a reason, okay? That lid comes up, take out your tools, share it with the world. I share drumming, boom, 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 share drumming. I share shamanism, boom, boom, boom. I share my, my holistic work, boom, boom, boom. I share my, my intuitive readings, boom, boom, boom. You know, that's my call to the world. As you have your call to the world. We all have our call to the world. And the world's waiting for us to share our gifts. Now I'm going to open up one of my toolboxes here. Which is a toolbox full of cards. And these cards have little <clears throat> pictures on them. Well, I'm going to shuffle this deck. And if anybody wants me to pull a card for them, I will. I'm not going to get too elaborate on the read. <clears throat> Okay, <clears throat> excuse me for coughing. Oh, this card jumped out. Okay, well, I wonder why. Okay, use your intuition. What card, what is behind this card? Ding, 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 Okay, <laughs> it is the kangaroo. The kangaroo is gratitude. Be grateful for all the all that you are blessed with. Wow. It's powerful. Powerful. You know what's so cool about it? Kangaroo's got a pouch. He's got a little toolbox right there. A little tool bag. What's in the tool bag? Little kangaroo. Probably. Most likely. And what does little kangaroo do in the little toolbox? Little kangaroo learns everything from mama. Mama teaches little kangaroo everything that she knows. So a little kangaroo can go out into the world and do the things in order for it to survive. So I guess my st the story of this story of the spiritual toolbox is what are you sharing with the world? What is in your spiritual toolbox? What is it that is valid, of value to the world? Mama kangaroo doesn't necessarily teach kangaroo how to do certain things. Kangaroo sometimes knows certain things it has to do. But she teaches him or her what's important for the survival. And so, you know, we also have to be able to survive as well in our spirituality, in the world, in the things we call life. You know, we have to do an assessment because some of our toolboxes don't have, aren't always good. Some tools are broken. Some of the things need to be resharpened. <clears throat> some of the things need to be, you know, replaced. Because they've 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 gone to the place where they just you need a new one, a new ad, adapt adapted version of that. So that's what's going on in the spiritual toolbox. In my spiritual toolbox, I have to add, take, keep, or add more toolboxes. Stack them up. It really depends. It really depends on what you need to do. So I'm going to pull one for. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Jayla, you want one? I'm going to pull. Take that off there. To pull one for Jayla, and then I'm going to pull one for Starlene. All right. All right, Jayla, I pulled the lizard. Dun, dun, dun. 
The lizard's about dream time. Pay attention to your dreams and your visions. Okay? So you're paying attention to your dreams and your visions. So basically what the lizard's telling you, if you know anything about lizard, cold-blooded creature, so they need the sun to charge up. Spirit is saying that I'm going to charge you up. I'm going to send you some cool stuff in your through your dream time. Okay, and then the dreams and the visions you're going to share with the world. You're going to share with yourself. You're going to hear the stories that you haven't heard in a while. But Spirit wants you to just take your time, energize, get heated up by the sun, for example. And just, and just I guess what Spirit's saying is let the process flow through you. Let the process move through you. Just because you hear it, don't jump off. Just give it a moment, take a deep breath, and then we move into that space. Okay, I hope you like that one. That's a cool card, I like the dream card. And then, let's see, Starlene, she wants me to pull one for you. All right, and this one is... Dun, dun, dun. This is a powerful one. Do, do, do. Eagle. Starlene, you got eagle. I think you knew you wanted eagle. Eagle is about spirit and trust in your higher self. So, spirit is reaching out to you. And, you know, you are flying. And you are doing the things that you want to do. But Spirit says, trust in in your ability. Trust in things. Be open. Be open to self. Higher version of you. And listen to what you have to tell yourself. Trust in yourself. Because if you don't, then you're selling yourself short. Okay? We don't need. We don't want you to be in the turkeys. Nothing wrong with turkeys, but the, you got the eagle card, so you need to soar and fly with spirit. You have to be up there, sharing your story and your dreams with people, because people are waiting and listening, and they want to hear it. And the more you share it, the more people you're going to touch, because they're going to be able to share their story. They're going to move into their space and their place where they need to be, and how they need to share with the world. So that's your read. Okay, and Bree, you want one? Okay, a couple more before we. Do the meditation. Okay. And breathe. You got... Dun, dun, dun. You got that one. You got that one. You got that one. You got that one. You got, you got the cougar, the puma, the cat. Okay? The cougar is about confidence. Be bold and take charge. Cougar says, and spirit says, okay... You know this stuff. Now it's time for you to put it into play, put it into effect, and not worry so much about what others are thinking. Taking into uh, consideration the things that maybe they say back to you versus taking it into you. Be um, be more like a, um, empathetic about it versus you know trying to fix them because no one wants to be fixed. Nobody wants to be fixed at all. So the cougar is just saying, take your time. If you know anything about a cat, they take their time before they actually pounce or do or whatever they're going to be. So, Bree, that's what that's what Spirit is saying. Just take it slow. Take it easy. You have the confidence. You have the ability. And when you're ready to do it, you'll do it. But don't wait too long because then you'll just be stuck there and then you'll, you'll still be hungry. And you're hungry. And Spirit says you're hungry. And Spirit says you need to eat and you need to take it. So that's yours. All right, Jan, you want a card too. My turn, please. Okay. Shuffling, shuffling. Every day I'm shuffling, shuffling. Shuffling, shuffling. All right, here we go. This one jumped out. 
<laughs> bum, bum, bum. The koala. Oh, my goodness. This is about empathy. Speak less and listen more. Okay? They may sound like something you're already doing for others, but are you doing it for yourself? That's what Spirit's asking. I don't know why it's said like that. Are you doing it for yourself? Are you having empathy for you? Do you Are you listening to your wants and needs and the mores in your life? Because you're doing a great job about doing it for everybody else, okay? And don't expect anybody else to have empathy for you. You can have empathy for yourself. You can have love for yourself. Take time for yourself. Spirit's saying you need to go do something and kind of, you need to kind of, I don't want to say run away, but you need to like go off and have a jam day, a couple of days or three days or something like that. Okay. All right. So it means take care and love yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. I don't mean to be coughing on the air because that's bad policy for me. <laughs> All right. Anybody else want a card? Okay. Let me see. Let's scroll through here real quick. I don't think anybody else has one. I just want to make sure I don't miss anybody. Let's see. All right. Okay, then we're going to go into the meditation phase of our naked shaman. I don't want you to have that in your mind because that would distract you. I don't want you guys to be distracted. I want you to be able to focus as we're traveling. All right, so here we go. I'm going to turn up my tunes a little bit here. All right. Okay. All right, everybody, whoever wants to go into the meditation stage of our show, that's what we're about to do. We're going to light a little stage. Always good to light sage. This is sage and wormwood. Okay. Just want everybody to just take a moment to to kind of see where you're at. Just want you to look around a little bit. I want you to just look up and down and floor. If you're laying there, look up at the ceiling. I just want you to clear your mind. I want you to be able to just just let go of what happened today. And I know some things were probably beautiful. Some things were probably very challenging. But just take a moment to be present where you're at, to be in the moment. I want you just to be be who you are, what you need to be for yourself right now. Just take a moment. Just let it out. Let it in now. Okay. <clears throat> now I just want you to imagine a big, beautiful, white ball. Okay, I want you to feel this this thing engulfing you all around you, protecting you, all around you. Very magical, very powerful, and keeps you from getting you know stressed. Now I want you to take and push the button. It's on the ball. There's a button there. I want you to push it. Okay, this drawer will open up. Inside this drawer is is actually a suit, an armored suit of love. This armored suit is not to necessarily deflect or hurt anybody, but it's there to just help create healthy limits and boundaries while we go on this journey. You may wish to wear the suit or not wear the suit, but those of you who were to wear the suit, just put on the suits, put on the sleeves, put on the vestment, 
put on the pants. Okay. Now you just have your armor on, your protection, your love. You also are in the bubble because we need to create a safe space for you. And I want you just to relax. I want you just to take a moment to just feel where you're at, the present moment where you're at. I want you to just drop your shoulders. I want you to relax your shoulders, your hands, your fingers, your feet touching the ground or if you're laying on the bed, wherever you are. Take a moment. If you're driving, pull over. I want you just to move your shoulders a little bit. Get to know, feel your body. Get to feel what you're at. Feel what you're going on. What's happening to you, and all the good things. Now I want you to just take three deep breaths with me. Inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. Inhale through your nose one more time. And exhale. Inhale. Now I want you to pick a number, 1 through 10. Okay? And I want you to hold this number in your mind's eye, in your spirit, in your heart, wherever you need to put it. This is your special number. This number is in order to bring you back immediately if you need to come back in order for you to you know just be where you need to be okay at any time you want to open your eyes and leave the meditation you can i want you to pick a color any color in the rainbow any color that hasn't been seen by the human eye any color that you resonate with and i want you to hold that within your heart and your spirit and your soul and that will keep you grounded that will keep you protected that will keep you in a space in the place for you to, you know, be able to stay in the journey. So if you don't want to leave the journey. Now we're sitting on in our chair in our bubble and we're ready to take our journey. Now I want you to close your eyes or you can keep them open, whatever feels right for you. And I want you to just put your hands out to receive. And I want you to lift your hands gently up in the air. And as you lift your hands gently up in the air, the bubble begins to rise. And as it rises, it goes up into the sky a little bit faster. You can almost feel the wiggle and the wobble in the, in the sphere. And if you turn your hand to the right, the sphere starts to go in a counterclockwise fashion. If you take your hand move it back in, your left hand out, it moves in a clockwise fashion. So this is how we're moving, okay, folks? If we put our hands outwardly forward, the bubble begins to move forward. Our hands flat to the sky. We begin to rise faster and up, up to the clouds, into the blue sky. We begin to break the atmosphere. We begin to go into space. And now we are in space. Now take your hands, just rest them. Rest them on your lap or next to you. And we begin to move. We begin to travel slowly. We travel around the planet. We move around planet Earth. We circle it a few times. We see the different patterns, the different formations on the planet that we recognize, mountain ranges, seas, the oceans. We see clouds. We see different things that we've probably seen before. Then we begin to drift away a little bit from the planet, going backwards. 
And then we turn our bubble with our mind's eye, our back facing the earth. We see the moon ahead of us. And we begin to travel to the moon a little bit quicker and a little bit faster. And for a few minutes we're traveling, traveling pretty quick and pretty fast. And we arrive to the moon and we look at the moon and we look around and we circle the moon as well. We acknowledge the moon. And we begin to move away from the moon. We begin to travel faster and quicker. We begin to travel faster and faster, quicker and quicker, faster than the speed of light. We are moving through the space. No time, no air, no sound. Only the voice and the music and the heartbeat playing in the background. We begin faster and faster. We move through space. The plants begin to look smaller. We look to the left, we look to the right, and we see nothing but the stars becoming beams and traveling light next to us. We begin to travel faster and quicker. We begin to leave our galaxy. We begin to leave what we call home. We move quicker and faster. And we keep moving faster and faster. Then we begin to slow ourselves down. And we turn our bubble. And we look and we observe the galaxy that we left. All the stars, all the patterns, all the beautiful things. We look at it. Amazing. And we're in awe. And we turn around and we see this beautiful black hole beside us. And black hole is calling to us. Black hole is here to ask us. And from the black hole emerges a transit door. This door comes to us. And this door is bright yellow door. This beautiful door. And with our bubble, we open up the door of our bubble with our armor on. We step out of our bubble. With our protective armor, we walk towards the transit door. And the door is bright, yellow, bright goldish color. And we notice that there's no key to this door, but there is a knob. We take our hand and we open the door. We push the door open. And then we open and we see this beautiful forest and this beautiful forest is calling us we hear the birds calling we hear the sounds of the wind blowing through the top of the trees we walk through we step through the door and we walk through this beautiful path that's been laid for us we begin to walk towards another door as we open the door a little bird comes out and welcomes us. This little bird says, Hello, welcome. Please leave anything you need to leave. So we take and we ask our ego to step into this door temporarily as we travel. And the ego stays with the birds and they talk and they share as we journey on our journey. We begin to walk. We come to the edge of the forest. 
And we come to the edge of the forest and we see the black hole that we saw in the beginning. And in this black hole, we prepare to let go of things that no longer serve us and to receive things that will serve us. But first, we will let go of all the things and all the hurts, all the things that are inside of us that ache on our body. We ask spirit to take it to the black hole, to recycle it back into the universe. Back into the universe, we release it. One by one, the pieces that do not serve us fall into the black hole to be recycled back to spirit, back to the universe. Back to where it came from. Now that we are done, we turn ourselves and another door appears. And this door is the door of potentials, wants and needs, things that are good for us. And the door opens by itself and there is a blue flame in this blue flame, bright, so bright, loving, engulfing, we walk towards the blue flame. This flame is cool, loving, embracing, doesn't even hurt us. We step inside, we raise our hands up to the sky, and we ask spirit to bring back with us whatever we need to bring, to fill our heart with the things that we want. To fill our spirit with the things we love. And we begin to move into that space. We begin to move and dance. Embrace. And then the flame begins to move away from us. We begin to walk out of the door. We walk away. The door closes. The door goes back into the universe and disappears. We begin to walk with our new pieces and parts through this journey. Then we come to the door with a little bird and we welcome our ego. And our ego returns back into us, curious about our journey for a later story to share. And then we walk out the transit door. And as we walk out the transit door, the door has changed a different color. Whatever color you want it to be, the door has changed. Then we go back into our sphere, our protection, our bubble, with our armor on, and the door shuts. We start to pull away from the door. As we pull away, the door disappears back into the black hole. As we move further away, the black hole disappears. We turn around. We begin to travel quicker and faster and faster we move, faster than the speed of light. Amazing, seeing all the colors. And within a few minutes, we come to the edge of our galaxy. We see our galaxy and we remember our galaxy. We take a moment to look and ponder our journey. And again, we put our hands together and we travel forward and faster and faster passing all the planets within our galaxy, all the stars. We move quicker and quicker. We pass Saturn. Then we come to the moon. We arrive to the moon. We look at the moon. We embrace the moon. We give thanks to the moon for her journey, her duties, and what she does and what she brings to the earth. We circle her in a counterclockwise way to honor her feminine energy. 
And then we say goodbye to the moon. We begin to come back to planet Earth. And then we see Mother Earth. And we're grateful because we know our journey is about to be complete. We give thanks to the Earth. We circle her in a clockwise, counterclockwise manner as well. Seven times around. Then we begin and prepare for our descent. We prepare to descend back down into the atmosphere. Through the clouds, through the blue skies. In this moment, it's raining, the purification of water and the love and the hope and the journeys and the pieces and parts. We begin to return back to where we began our journey, back in our chairs, back in our bed, at the side of the road, wherever you are. And we begin to return and we're back home. Put our hands down to the ground so our bubble will descend and land nice, full, and peacefully. Inside of our heart is the journey and the story. Now we're back home, back in our chairs. We take a moment, find ourselves, gather ourselves, take slow breaths. Now you're home. Now you can open your eyes and look around, kind of gather your bearings, gather yourself so you can know where you're at. Now you're home. You're back. You're back from your beautiful journey. You're back from your travels in space. Now, some of you may receive a piece and a part. Some of you may release things. Some of you may have received other things. Some of you may have not let go of anything. That's okay. Whatever you did is for you. And if you want to share you can send me messages and I can maybe help you process things like some of you have in the past. But now in your spiritual toolbox, you've collected, you've released, you let go of whatever you need to let go of. And now you have some new things that you want to bring in. So that's what we were doing today, going into this meditation to kind of find the, ourselves through these journeys and going into places and spaces and feeling what we need to feel. I hope that you got what you needed today. You have not a little bit. It's like shopping. You take what you need and you just lay everything else on the shelf. There's no difference. So go out there. And before I go, before I finish, what I wanted to say is there's 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 a situation in Thailand that I wanted to reach out and talk about a little bit. Um, there's there's these boys who are trapped in a cave. They're trapped in 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 a, in a metaphor, in a physical form, and there's a whole there's there's a powerful there's a powerful message there. There's a powerful thing there about life, about us going into the caverns of our minds and, and the caverns of reality. They happen to be in the rea- the caverns of reality. A lot of us travel into these caves in our minds, you know, and we can get stuck there. But I'm here to remind you that. There are other people out there who have gifts, who are able to help because they have tools to help you come out of those spaces and those caves and those places. It's like these divers who have the oxygen tanks, the masks and stuff. Sometimes we have to just let go and just be open 
to this process of self-healing. This is a very strong message for me when I see these boys through their their struggle. And there's a lot of reasons why. Don't need to get into it too much, but it's 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 a powerful message. Sometimes we're we're drowning in the waters and we we can't get through, and we just need somebody to help us hand give a hand, give us an oxygen tank, give us a little bit of whatever we need. You know, sometimes we just need somebody to help us climb that next, you know, next cliff, the next run. And sometimes we get lost inside of ourselves and lost in the, in the places that we've thought were safe. Sometimes our safe place is not always safe. And sometimes we need help through it. So as these young men travel through their ordeal of life and the things that they're going to be traveling through and it's been a difficult journey for them I know eight boys have been rescued and there's well, there's four or five more ready to go but look at the metaphors in that story look at your life and look at the stories of these young men who are trapped in, the, in this cave how are you trapped in your cave what's going on in your life What's what's why can't you can move forward what is it that you can't move out I ask for prayers for them. I ask prayers for us. I ask prayers for everybody because we all have our journeys that we have to go through. Sometimes we have to do things that are uncomfortable. Sometimes we have to put on and learn how to dive in even when we're not ready. And sometimes that's the most scary thing. Imagine yourself as one of these boys who doesn't know how to swim who don't know how <laughs> they don't even know their journey is for us to learn from their suffering is for us to 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 you know learn from and to, to draw from these little guys I'm pretty sure they'll all make it but imagine how they're feeling and imagine how you feel and why does that conjure up so much emotion in all of us it's because they're us because they are us they are other human beings like us because we know that how we suffer, they suffer. And that could happen to anybody. And we hope that no one will ever forget us and never, ever forget the story that we were going to share. Human beings just want to be loved. They want to be appreciated. Now, these, the story of these young men in the cave is our story. They're here to remind us what humanity can do, how humans can work together and how we can bring things, do things when we put our resources together, when we put our hearts together. You know, no one forgot them. That's what's the important message. Nobody forgot them and nobody's forgotten you. Nobody's forgotten your pains and your hurts. It may feel like it sometimes, but today we share the story and the pieces that we brought back. So these boys or a reminder how precious life is, how precious the air we breathe, how precious is to respect the Mother Earth, how precious is to just understand when you don't want to do something to say no, or if you do want to say something, you say yes. So this reminder, this cave, and the caves that we have inside of ourselves and all these stories that we have, 
You have the spiritual tools to help yourself through it. But when you don't have these tools, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to learn something new. So with that, I just want to leave you guys, you know, with a big hug and a big kiss and a big love and a big embrace, big panda embrace. And I hope you enjoy the stories that I've shared with you. And I hope that you can move into the place you need to be. So for those of you who want to journey more, then come to our fireside at my sage place on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Hang out with us. There's things we're doing. That's what it's all about. Working together, being together as, as a collective, as human beings. So take that story of the cave, the trap boys, and, and carry that and feel that, love that. Love that they are us. Love that they are teaching us a powerful lesson in that, in that story. That's an amazing story. For me, that's been one of the most touching stories presently for me. To know and to think. Sometimes, how many of us swim in the, in the unseen coffee? You know, when we're swimming in there, you can't even see. You know, you're, you're moving through that. That's what they say. It's like swimming in a, in, a, in a cup of coffee and cream. But you know what? They're tethered to another person. I mean, they're, someone else is guiding them. There are angels there. There are magic there. There's miracles happening there. And that's what I hope people see. I hope that people see that even though maybe it may look political or whatever, but there's a miracle happening there. There's, there's an amazing story happening there for all of us to learn from, for all of us to share, and for all of us to get on board with, and to, for all of us to have hope that for one moment in time, human life is more precious than anything else. That one person means something. That one person, two people, 12 people, 13 people, that one person lost their life is also a reminder how precious life is and, and what it means it doesn't matter if you have all the tools and if you have all the right answers. That life is precious and life, it, does, it, it only matters for you and for those around you who love you. So let's not take it for granted. Let's not take it loosely. Your spiritual toolbox, hopefully you got something to add to it, something to remove from it. Or just keep it just like it is. Because it's your toolbox. And your toolbox needs to be exactly how you want it to be. Not how somebody else wants it. And with that guys. I guess we'll call that a night. We'll call that a wrap. It's always a great pleasure to be here. And share with you. And then there's a show on Thursday as well. My Sage Radio. With Janet and I'll be on there. I want you just to embrace your love, and share it with the world today. Ho'oponopono, much love. Irisikwi, aho, all the things, namaste, all the things that you resonate with, take it with you. Love you guys. Be well. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed our show. I will see everybody next week, and be well.
Welcome to Tim Hortons. Uh, I'll take a coffee and... How about a bagel breakfast sandwich? They're just two for four dollars. Oh, I like that. Freshly prepared with savory sausage, fluffy egg, and melted cheese on a freshly baked bagel. Just two for four dollars. I like like that. I just fist bumped your speaker. Oh, I just fist bumped you back. Get two sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwiches on a plain bagel or English muffin for just four dollars. Or mix and match for four dollars. Great quality at a great value. It's all good at Tim Hortons. No substitutions or additions. Limited time only at participating restaurants.